Hey everyone. In honor of Black History Month, today I'm sharing a piece I wrote last year during the run of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. The show sparked a lot of conversation, to put it mildly, on social media. We rarely address that sort of thing on the podcast. One, because we focus primarily on content rather than what's being said about it. And two, because social media can be a pretty toxic environment. And we don't want that energy to infect ourselves or the podcast. But the sheer volume of ignorance flying around during Falcon and the Winter Soldier had me pulling out my pen. So here's a piece from April 2021 entitled The Great White Gripe. A lot has been said about the quote-unquote social commentary within the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Since when is Marvel a bunch of SJWs? I don't need this shit. All this race stuff feels super forced. Oh, here we go, Marvel trying to be all woke to get the libs on board. If you personally know anyone who spews this brand of ignorance, we're sorry. Let's make one thing perfectly clear. There is no social commentary on Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Showrunner Malcolm Spellman and director Kari Skoglin simply show the reality of life in America. It's not their fault that so many white people, men, don't like looking in the mirror. Some people say they're fine with film and television addressing political and social change. Just keep it out of my comic book movies. It doesn't belong there. They could not be any more wrong, even if Chandler Bing himself was lecturing them. If you asked 100 people to name the top 10 movies of all time, you'd get 100 different lists. But one thing we can all agree on is that film has power. It has the power to move us, to divide us, to unite us. Entertainment can lead to the kind of discourse that prompts action and positive change. And that's why The Falcon and the Winter Soldier and the conversations it's sparking are so important. One world, one reality. Stan Lee once said, Marvel has always been and always will be a reflection of the world right outside our window. There are two takeaways from that statement. One, Stan Lee didn't say that in the 1960s, 1970s, or even the 1980s. He said it in 2017. Two, our window, not your window is a subtle but important distinction, particularly as it relates to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. The Flag Smashers, led by Carly Morgenthau, live by a simple creed. One world, one people. A core message of the show is that white Americans and black Americans experience the world very differently, but there's still only one reality. It's just a matter of people opening their eyes to it. Civil Rights the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is an extension of Marvel's early support of the civil rights movement. In 1963, Stan Lee created the X-Men as an allegory for the ongoing struggles of the African-American community. Though he didn't explicitly base Professor X and Magneto on Martin Luther King Jr. and Malcolm X, there are ideological similarities. Five years later, following the assassinations of Dr. King and Robert Kennedy, Stan wrote, Bigotry and racism are among the deadliest social ills plaguing the world today. It's totally irrational, patently insane, to condemn an entire race, to despise an entire nation, 
to vilify an entire religion. Sooner or later, we must learn to judge each other on our own merits. Sooner or later, if a man is ever to be worthy of his destiny, we must fill our hearts with tolerance. In 2021, Stan's words still resonate. Racism in the United States is as virulent and damaging as it's ever been. Black Americans are facing deadly policing, Jim Crow 2.0 voting laws, mass incarceration, and countless other roadblocks to mobility that most white people have never encountered. Black American Life Through the journeys of Sam and Sarah Wilson, Lamar Hoskins, and the heartbreaking Isaiah Bradley, Falcon and the Winter Soldier shows the unvarnished truth of what Ira Glass might call Black American life. And through John Walker, the writers nail home the message that's really making certain people squirm. White men are the greatest threat, not just to Black Americans, but all Americans. Falcon and the Winter Soldier is as much an indictment of toxic masculinity as it is of bigotry. As aggressive racism has spread like wildfire since 2016, so has hostile sexism towards women of all colors. John Walker is the embodiment of the hyperaggression that the Proud Boys applaud. The clearest example of this comes when Walker dares to lay hands on Adora Milaje. Ao's swift and ahem, pointed response had women the world over screaming as if they just won the lottery. One could also argue that Walker's dogged pursuit of Carly and displaced peoples supporting the flag smasher cause mirrors the Trump administration's war on immigrants. There are plenty of parallels to draw, but none of them are forced or manufactured. And whether we're talking about a fictional road in Latvia or a real street in Minnesota, white Americans need to stop avoiding conversations that make them uncomfortable. The Politics of Comics In 1938, Americans were still reeling from the Great Depression. Enter Superman. Clark Kent made his comic debut while the nation was facing widespread unemployment, rampant poverty, and blatant corruption at every level of government. Superman could have faced off against any number of supernatural villains. But Siegel and Schuster went a different route, setting a precedent for comic books that has prevailed to this day. They got political. Throughout Superman's earliest adventures, he fought against evil politicians, apathetic bureaucrats, aggressive police officers, greedy businessmen, and even a Washington lobbyist. Then, in 1941, Joe Simon and Jack Kirby introduced Captain America just in time to fight the Nazis and free the world from fascism. A couple decades later, Kirby and Stan Lee would tell the tale of the aforementioned Eric Lenscher, who survived the horrors of Auschwitz. These comics endured because their passion and nuance transcended entertainment. So what was the secret sauce? Like Siegel and Schuster, Simon, Kirby, and Stan Lee were Jewish. Representation matters, folks. Later on, the X-Men weren't the only conduit through which Marvel supported civil rights. In 1966, on the heels of the March Against Fear from Memphis, Tennessee to Jackson, Mississippi, Stan Lee and Jack Kirby unveiled Black Panther. When African Americans were fighting harder than ever, 
black children could suddenly read a comic book about T'Challa, the noble warrior king of a highly advanced African nation. Marvel has never been shy about critiquing foreign policy either. Tony Stark and Iron Man debuted in 1968 as the conflict in Vietnam was escalating. And let's not forget, Tony made his MCU debut in a film that is a clear indictment of the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. We can do this all day, but you get the idea. Comic books have always reflected the politics of our times. The MCU has followed suit. Fanboys can't start crying now just because they're on the wrong side of history. And when they do, we defer to John Bernthal. The actor has two words for the alt-writers appropriating the Punisher symbol. Fuck them. Life imitates art. In 1986, American men felt the need for speed. After Top Gun was released, applications to U.S. aviation forces increased by a staggering 500%. Two years later, Errol Morris exposed police corruption in the Thin Blue Line. The documentary prompted a new investigation that exonerated a death row inmate for the murder of a police officer. That same year, the Polish government ceased all executions after leaders were swayed to do so by a short film about killing. Following the release of Michael Moore's Bowling for Columbine in 1999, Kmart bowed to public pressure and stopped selling handgun ammunition. And five years ago, Pakistani Prime Minister Nawaz Sharif changed the law on honor killings in response to the critically acclaimed film A Girl in the River. Like we said earlier, film has the power to spur social change. Even if the effects aren't always so direct and immediate, television and movies have always contributed to the process in America. Following the trend. Seeing the Ricardos sharing a bed allowed some Americans to start relaxing their prudish ways. The Mary Tyler Moore Show and Maud empowered women as they fought for reproductive rights. The Jeffersons and Good Times facilitated calmer discussions about race relations. And The Ellen Show led to greater representation of queer people on screen and greater acceptance of queer people in society. Though Ellen herself has become a problematic figure in the last year, that legacy still remains. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier is hardly the first show of its kind. And given the impact film has on society, we believe Hollywood has a moral obligation to produce content that exposes society's ills and fosters productive debate. Stan Lee would be very proud of the team behind Falcon and the Winter Soldier. The next time you hear someone bitching about it, remind them what Stan himself said just a few years ago. Those stories have room for everyone, regardless of their race, gender, religion, or color of their skin. The only things we don't have room for are hatred, intolerance, and bigotry. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you'd like to share your thoughts on this post, you can comment directly on the blog. The link is in the episode notes. You can also chat with us on Twitter and Instagram at MarvelMadams, or email us your feedback at themarvelousmadams at gmail.com. Stay tuned for future installments of Madam Musings.